0: You're listening to a climate change this is matt matter and your host and i've got two great guests on the program chris hayes and elizabeth thompson uh elizabeth is the executive director and chris is a director at visions 2030 which is a nonprofit. they are creators of the lumisphere experience it looks a little bit like a geodesic dome created by buckminster fuller and i understand elizabeth you've had a lot of uh connection to buck mr fuller so it's no surprise that it kind of looks like that you know uh, there's an interesting story about uh connecting with chris i met him at uh cop 28 in dubai we were uh, he was sitting down to have a bite to eat, bite to eat and we sat down next to him we started talking and and uh told us about this amazing project that you're working on and uh, also told us about uh, where Al Gore was speaking that night. So we got to see Al Gore and we heard about this project. So uh, Dubai, you know, had its moments for us. So uh, uh, welcome to the show, Chris and Elizabeth. Thank you, thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, really appreciate it. Tell us a little bit about uh, how this started, Elizabeth. What was was your vision behind this and what's the why behind uh, this project?
1: Yeah, well, um, I'll start with just Visions 2030, and it's Visions, plural, 2030, just for anybody who wants to look us up, visions2030.studio. It is an initiative that was founded um, uh, three to four years ago by Carrie Lovelace, um, who is sort of a brilliant visionary cultural impresario she has a background um as a a composer a playwright a curator um, a journalist um in the contemporary art world um and she was really um responding um during what what she likes to say the high trump era of the kind of you know, um, negativity um, and the kind of catastrophizing of the future that that we were all um, caught in, and and I think that that kind of perspective on the future continues today. She was interested in gathering a group of people around her to um, really try to create cultural intervention strategies and experiences that will h- would help people to kind of flip. The narrative um to focus on more positive solution oriented visions for the future so that was that that was the sort of baseline impetus for starting this initiative she brought people in like myself who um spent quite a bit of time running the buckminster fuller institute chris a uh, 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 cultural producer named yona backer Um, uh, John Threat, who is a a, a visionary um, hacker um, and many other people to um, begin to imagine what we can offer um, in terms of um, uh, sort of cultural production to help reach people um, and move them toward um, considering more optimistic solution oriented visions for the future.
0: I think that's a a great project and I um I find that my own personal experience was wanting to do something for many years and just not taking the first step because I had great ideas, kind of grandiose plan of contribution but not that first step and and from what I saw of the work that you you all are doing it's kind of Bringing people in to take that first step, empower them to take that first step, or and uh, that certainly is something very important. And in particular, I know you were targeting 18 to 34 year olds who uh, have a lot of climate anxiety, and and putting this on a college campus. Uh, I, I understand you did the first one at Cal Arts here in California, and I saw pictures of it, and you had. Whole whole bevy of people who were involved in this project, tons of nonprofits as well as other people. Maybe you can explain yeah. how that how that took off and, yeah. and um what was your experience there at CalArts.
1: Uh you want me to take this yeah, so you, I can yeah, j- jump uh, in here? In um, earth, earth earth and yeah, exactly. Um just to say that we we were invited by CalArts to um To create a sort of festival um, really focused on um, experiences around optimistic narratives for the future. Um, And there was, it was a multi nodal 10 day um, festival that sort of took over the campus of CalArts. And there were many different ways in which people were invited to. uh, consider um new ideas new solutions new experiences um about Um, our shared future. So one of those experiences, sort of the main um, on the the, the main soccer field of the campus was called the Lumosphere experience. And that's what you were referring to earlier, Matt. Um, And that was a immersive media environment um, created um, that, that took place inside three geodesic domes um, where people um, were invited to um, go through a sort of m- meaningful, kind of, sort of initially, sort of a, a context setting dome where where we sort of shared with people sort of this is the state of the world today this is the state of our sort of um, emotional psychological relationships to the to the state to the multivalent crises that we're facing you entered into the second dome where you were sort of taken on a visual and audio journey into the heart of your own imagination and asked to Um, you know, shed your fear and anxiety and consider um, what the future that you want to see looks like. Then people traveled into a third dome where they were um, using um, iPads uh, to and prompted through a series of questions to um, share what that vision might look like. We then used Um, AI software to take those responses and generate an actual image of what that future that you as an individual want to see looks like. Those images were then displayed on a gallery inside the third dome um, so that you could relate to this image. You could talk about it, share it with other people, compare your vision for the future with others right next to you. And then you were invited to go into a fourth area um, where you were met with guides who helped you unpack your vision for the future and in that space you were invited to um, uh, take part in uh, conversations with leading experts people in the field of nonprofits, um and and other realms really at the forefront of climate change solutions and strategies in the los angeles area there was a bookstore there was a a resource library online that you could use to sort of consider well here this is the vision i want for the future i i feel now like i can participate in bringing that future into the world and um here are the resources that i can take advantage of to begin the first steps of imagining how you might implement that vision
0: well, that's uh, that's great. I mean, I was relating to something that you had said about the kind of the Trumpian era. And I think that if there was a silver lining to that uh, era, it was that I think it jolted a number of us kind of out of bed and out of our slumber of, hey, we need to get into action. And and there are things that we can do independent of Washington to have autonomy in our life and to clean things up and to change um change our own actions and change the local governments and the state governments and yeah. all kinds of things on that level that that do make a difference. And I, I believe that it, it did certainly woke me up a little bit when uh, I think there was a bit of a slumber during the Obama era thinking, oh, it's it's being taken care of. Yeah,
1: they got it. Right. There's people yeah. back
0: there in Washington and, you know, they seem reasonably competent and, and they'll take care of it, which, you know, is not really an accurate uh, picture of what we should be doing because it's going to take everybody involved in this. That's right. To make this work. Uh, so Chris, tell us a little bit about your place in this, uh, in the organization and, and uh, sure, what uh sure. How you well, use.
2: Your- uh, well, I'm, I, uh, I will um, give you some kudos for you know sort of taking that first step and, and for all the good work uh, that you do because it really, you know, taking action um really does sort of alleviate mitigate climate anxiety right so all the studies have shown um, that the the best thing to do is to get involved in that reduces or ameliorates climate anxiety which is really what we're trying to do uh, within the context of the lumisphere experience um and so uh we're trying to as you were saying you know this climate solutions do exist out there right it's just essential to you know mobilize more people more collective will more collective action uh so you know the lumosphere is is about helping people uh change their climate mindsets from negative to positive and solution oriented and potentially mapping out their own sort of individual action plan um mm-hmm. so in the context of my role at visions 2030 and sort of after, you know we met in dubai and we basically had a very good um trial phase for the Lumis Lumisphere experience at CalArts. And so we decided to keep going and to really try to scale it. Uh, So that's why we were in in Dubai, just building bridges and talking to stakeholders and figuring out our sort of strategic plan. And that's what we're doing right now, figuring out the partners, what we want to do. And ultimately, we want to just mobilize a greater army on the climate front. Um, So we're, we're building a strategic plan. I, in particular, my focus is on get an engagement. Who we need to, to to talk with, who we need to partner with, who we can get sponsorships of, and ultimately we want to take uh, the Lumen experience. We want to take it nationally throughout the U.S. Uh, we want to take it globally. Um, we we also are you know looking at potentially creating multiple Lumen because there are uh, you know for for scale, but also there are possible ways to actually. Uh, modify the experience for certain purposes. Uh, and then we also want to do some sort of digital or, or app, gamified app version. Uh, so it's really exciting. And, and the impact we have is we just want to scale it and, and do our part to get more people involved and, and, and being productive on the uh, climate front.
0: Well, that's great. Uh, You're listening to a climate change. I've got Chris Hayes and Elizabeth Thompson from uh, Visions 2030. Uh, We'll be right back in just one minute to talk to them about uh, the Lumosphere experience. to a climate change this is matt matter and i've got chris hayes and elizabeth thompson uh, with visions 2030 uh, the creators of the lumisphere experience well um right before we the break chris you were explaining that you're looking to roll this out to a, a larger audience and i think that would be great uh, i was thinking that at cop 28 there were certainly lots of people who were potential funding sources uh, a lot of those big uh oil companies and the like, as well as sovereign wealth funds that, uh, you know, that were run by the, um, the Emirati uh, probably have tons of money to invest in this. And I was kind of impressed by how much work they were doing to uh, make their own environments uh, more livable because they're being hit on the front lines with temperatures that are essentially unlivable uh so they're they're waking up to the fact that uh if we just don't uh, do anything about fossil fuels uh they're gonna have real estate that's uninhabitable for the most part so um tell us a little bit about um what the next steps look like for your organization and and where you see it going
2: sure sure thank you uh yeah so so dubai was um a great experience for us. You know the uh, the real point of going was to um, uh, to to meet different stakeholders, just to get smarter on the space to 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 see uh, about potential partnerships and you know funding sources, and also just to get good advice. you know we're we're building an advisory board uh, right now with some um, you know people with unique perspectives, but also people who can make connections. Um, and as I mentioned, it's sort of a strategic plan. So we're talking to a variety of folks within the uh, context of the United States, but as mentioned, we also would like uh, to take it globally. So, you know, a future COP would be, uh, would be great uh, to have the Lumosphere experience down the road, but those are, that's, um, you know, something that we'll deal with eventually. Uh, but we really just want to, we want to bring it to the U.S. and go to multiple locations, you know, for say uh, six to eight weeks. Um, in high-traffic areas and work with um, brands uh, to potentially uh, sponsor it. But the uh, the ultimate point, right, is people go through the Lumisphere and to sort of look for the future and to determine the future and to have sort of their own skin in the game vis-à-vis um, sustainability and climate uh, is to get more people through it and to get more uh, people involved. And then at the end, they can sort of build their own sort of action plan. Um, so I, Dubai I think- was... <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. No. Um, so, so Dubai was a not really great um, opportunity for us to to meet with various leaders. There's a lot of follow-up uh, that we're doing, uh, and now we're kind of building out our, our action plan for the future for the next few
0: years. That's great. Uh, Elizabeth, uh, I think uh, you had met with Al Gore while you were there at uh, in Dubai. Uh, what's your connection to Al? Um, tell us a little bit about that
1: i I um, I didn't have a formal meeting. I just said hello. Um he is a um I've met him before in the context of my work at the Buckminster Fuller Institute. Buckminster Fuller, for those of you who don't know who he was, was a twentieth century futurist, visionary, um kind of one of the first global systems thinker who kind of popularized this notion of kind of thinking global. Act, act local. Um, he's best known for inventing the geodesic dome. And he was a huge kind of data geek um, who felt that um, any um, solutions that were going to be effective in the future needed to be informed by trends of the past and the present and to analyze where they're going forward. Al Gore was particularly inspired by a concept of Fuller's called the geoscope, which was a an idea to take the real-time data feeds from the the scientific community about the the flows of resources happening on the planet and use it as a kind of decision support tool um al gore's initiative while he was vice president that he launched called the digital earth initiative was directly inspired by this idea of fuller's for the geoscope and so i've had a little bit of interaction with him over the years, and I was just able to say hi and you know just uh, remind him of our connection to Buckminster Fuller. and he's um, uh, it, it he, he brought him to Congress a couple of times when Gore was a congressman from from Tennessee yeah. and um, he's a he's just been a um, a deeply personally influential figure in Gore's um, trajectory.
0: Well, that's interesting. And I think it, it probably you could say relates to Gore's current work, which is to monitor these um hot spots where there's lots of emissions, and that's kind of right. a, a data crunching process, which I think is right. very cool.
1: Right, right. And I think there's a I mean the, the key the key tool here um is is um you know finding ways to meaningfully visualize and communicate this complex data so that regular people can see it use it and um you know orient themselves and their actions going forward um with relationship in relationship to the real data about what's actually going on planet-wide but most importantly, in your local community. So I think that's part of what this new company—it's a—it's a for-profit company. I think that Al Gore was at COP in no small part to announce the launch of. I might be wrong there, but I think that's part of why he was there.
0: Right. Yeah. I I believe that uh, that sounds accurate to me. Yeah. I'm not an expert in that area, but I I did hear him talk about it at that uh, that speech that uh, we were probably both at. Yeah uh i think that it it kind of goes to this point that relates to the lumisphere experience is that you have creative thinkers like a buckminster fuller and they're opening up space for somebody like a gore to step into so uh that's you don't know how it's going to affect downstream but right you may, right, right, you may right. have some young people going through there that may end yeah. up being the next congress people the next senator, the leaders in the world. And this touches them in a way that they they start to act. Um, Yeah,
2: And we see a real application for when we take it, particularly in the United States uh, to communities on the community level to get uh, more people involved. Right. But also, uh, and this is something that Elizabeth is emphatic about, the data that we get from from people's interactions with the Lumisphere Um, you know, for their vision for the future uh, can really help in planning local communities from the sustainability side, but can also just get us a lot smarter while we are also presumably, you know, getting more people involved. Um, So that's another thing that within the context of the the Lumisphere experience can be very valuable and and a really unique and productive, you know, application of it. So that's another thing that we're
0: going to be talking to partners and sponsors about. Well, tell us about the earth edition uh elizabeth
1: uh so that was the festival co- the the context for the lumosphere which was one component of this 10-day festival um that took place at cal arts which is um, the shorthand for the California Institute of the Arts, which is located in Valencia, California, um, about 30 miles north of LA, um, of LA proper. Um, CalArts is um you know world renowned for um the sort of radical artistic ideas that came came out of there in the 60s and 70s they've had a huge influence on contemporary art and culture um they're most well known for their animation department um so they were um a a sort of perfect venue for us to experiment ourselves with with um Pulling together a kind of multimedia, multinodal experience for visitors to come and um, engage with ideas about more optimistic climate futures. There was a music program, there was a contemporary art exhibition, um, there was something called the Zukunft Garden, which was a kind of immersive experience in inside a theater um, where it was sort of a invitation for students and other artists, performers, cultural makers to come and in a sort of DIY fashion um, share their work, share their ideas. Um, uh, uh, you know, it was, it was designed in many ways to emphasize the joy, the um the 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 opportunity to connect with with others that we need to keep at the forefront of our experience as we address these very very challenging times climate change was you know an eco-consciousness was the framework for the for earth edition but i would argue that we're we are as a human community um facing multiple interrelated crises simultaneously and so it we 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 were offering a set of experience experiences to help people um stay engaged um stay strong stay optimistic and and keep keep at it and invite more people connect more to the
2: the planet too correct yep
1: yep
0: right i think so uh, that that's a good point that all of our problems are interrelated. So the climate problem is not unconnected from issues regarding democracy or in issues regarding mental health. Of, of Absolutely. People and, people and social
1: people. justice. And the, the, it is it is one big hot mess. But, uh, you know, um, very all you can't solve one of these problems without fundamentally solving the entire system that has. um you know brought us to to this to this place um and you know our vision's 2030s perspective on this is that um you know a we need more people in the game b we need to be focusing on solutions what you know we, we're very very good as a culture to critique the the present analyze the past. We're not quite as good at envisioning where we want to go. Um, And, you know, we need these these um, these aspirational futures to um, inform us as to how to how to move forward and to inspire people to get involved.
0: Well, that's a that's a great goal. And uh, I'm so completely in alignment with that one. You're listening to A Climate Change. I've got Chris Hayes and Elizabeth Thompson uh, from Visions 2030, and we'll be right back in just one minute to dive a little bit deeper into this conversation. You're listening to a climate change. I've got Chris Hayes and Elizabeth Thompson, directors, executive director of Visions 2030, a nonprofit, creators of the Lumosphere experience. And uh, we had talked a little bit about this before. Elizabeth, maybe you could tell us the connection of the sphere in Las Vegas and the Lumosphere.
1: Sure. Um, We had the great good fortune um, to. partner with um, a company called Minds Over Matter. Um, They were formerly known as Obscura Digital and are pioneers in the immersive media space. They had a studio and laboratory for immersive media experimentation in San Francisco for for 20 some odd years. They uh, worked with MSG, the developers of the Sphere in Las Vegas, to create the Sphere. Their technology, both from a hardware and a software perspective, is the kind of engines that are are running um, that fantastic experience. And I believe they probably did some of the content production as well. Um, so they, the, their, um, sort of visionary leader is a guy named Travis Threlkel, um, who I knew, um, during my Buckminster Fuller days. And, um, it was just a real pleasure, um, and thrill to work with them to create the Lumisphere experience. And I'll just say that, that, that the, the idea for the journey through these domes and the sort of, you know, genesis of the whole idea came from Carrie Lovelace, um, the founder of visions 2030. And she really, you know, worked shoulder to shoulder with minds
0: over matter to create the experience. That's great. I mean, I was, as you were talking, I was thinking about the power of an experience I had recently, which was going to the planetarium at the uh, New York uh, natural history. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I kind of had like an hour or two to kill and I was thinking, Oh, I'm going to go to the Guggenheim, but you know, it was a little bit too far. So I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I'll go here. And, uh, thinking, Oh, it'll just be old dinosaur bones and stuff <laughs> yeah. and this amazing planetarium experience. And I just walked out of there just, uh, so kind of, uh, inspired by, yeah. by this experience. And so yeah. I'm trying to relate that to I haven't been through the Lumosphere experience, but those types of experience can kind of like shift your consciousness in a in a really powerful way. Um yeah,
1: that's exactly what what it's for. Um and just to the to you know your point about um earlier about you know it's gonna take everybody to get involved in the game if we're gonna solve the problems facing us, um this is a This is our contribution in a way, you know, from the cultural sector to um, try to meet people where they are, you know, really addressing in a meaningful way the fear, the anxiety, the shutdown that comes from being overwhelmed by all the negative news. And through this experience, help to move people forward um in ways that we can't predict we're not trying to tell people what to do or how to respond to the issues um, we are facing we're just trying to create an experience that opens them up a little bit to consider new ways um to engage as individuals and as communities Uh, thinking
2: about the future they want yeah uh, through the experience and um and, and the more you, you do that, you sort of recalibrate, you're inspired, and then at the end, they can sort of map out their own plan if they choose uh, through these different, different guides who will talk to them about their experience in the Lumisphere, but then also can provide them with resources and sort of mapping out their own climate plan, again, if if they choose.
0: Yeah, well, I I, I was kind of struck by, hey, I came out of that planetarium, planetarium experience and I was it had this sense of energy inspiration, but there wasn't anybody there to kind of collaborate with. You you walk right. the experience and, and you're left a bit more inspired, but it it's more powerful if somebody's there to kind of okay, we'll take the next step. Hey, where where can you channel some of this energy yeah. that you uh that you've gained from this experience. And so that I think is a brilliant part of uh what you all have designed to to get people involved and envision this future, and I, I, I want to follow up on this point that uh, Elizabeth you had raised about the weakness of our, um, our future uh, game here in in the U.S. or maybe in the world in general, and and how the data that you are collecting can help, you know, create help people create a future that is one they want to live into.
1: Sure. I, I, um, what we're doing um, what we have the opportunity um, with the Lumisphere experience um, to do is um, I, I like to think about it as, you know, a tool to take sort of a census on the future of individuals living in a certain community at a certain point in time. And um, in the third chamber of this experience the third dome um we invite people to select amongst a number of different possible scenario variables for the future that inform the ai that creates the image of their future we then at the you know for example at cal arts we have i don't know three to five thousand people who went through the lumisphere experience those choices for the future comprise a kind of metadata set that gives us some insight into what people in Santa Clarita County in September of 2023 want for the future there's also 3 to 5000 images of what those that group of people wants for the future We feel that that is a very powerful insight generating set of data that we are in the process of talking to social science research experts um, as well as others about how we can turn that data into meaningful information that stakeholders in a community might be able to use in positive ways to come together and talk concretely about what they want for the future i i would just sorry i'm going on here but i just would add that some, uh, we got a significant amount of feedback from people going through the lumisphere the three dome chamber and then the what we were calling the mentoring tent and they described the experience as a third space, which is a concept that a lot of people are talking about now, which doesn't really exist um, anymore in our communities, at least in the United States. And the third space can sort of generally be defined as a space for communities to come together and connect, to talk about their lives, to talk about their, their communities, what's going right, what they want for the future, et cetera. The, those kinds of spaces um uh you know are, are are few and far between and and they used
2: to be they used to be um prolific I'm sorry go ahead I'm yeah sorry.
1: yeah absolutely and you know there's been this notion that the digital realm is our new third space because we can all get together and connect and feel much more close and you know on the same page about what we're doing in the future and the truth of the matter is is that that isn't that is not the case and one could argue that um the digital space is a- actually kind of alienating us from each other um and so that that is also you know one of the things that we're we've created here with the lumosphere experience and we want to offer to communities as we take it on the road um plus that data set that um, stakeholders in that community may find useful.
2: And that can also be modified in the DOM three, the, yeah. the queries can be, can be modified based yeah. on the issue or the community.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that, uh, obviously the digital world has had its positive, uh, effects, but there's no doubt that it can't completely substitute to, uh, deal with personal connections. And I think that this show and my connection to Chris, Uh, At COP28 shows, hey, when you're in the real and you see somebody, you know, share kind of a meal with them and you get to know them a little bit, uh, then it just opens up a richness that generally doesn't happen in the digital world. Yeah. 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 I mean,
2: just separately from a personal observation, I have three kids and You know, I know that the less they're outside, the more that they're online, the more that they're in front of a screen, you know, the mental health, you know, there's a clear correlation and the studies prove that out, you know, of mental health issues. Well,
0: you're listening to A Climate Change. This is Matt Mattern and I've got Chris Hayes and Elizabeth Thompson from Visions 2030. We'll be right back in just one minute to talk more about the Lumisphere and creating a future that uh, is one that we're going to be excited about living in. Listen to a climate change, and this is Matt Matter and I've got Chris Hayes and Elizabeth Thomas Thompson from uh, Visions 2030, the creators of the Lumisphere Experience. And uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about imagination. Uh I I understand that this is a big part of of the work that you're doing. And why is this so powerful? And why do we need to encourage imagination, Elizabeth?
1: Well, I, I think, uh, you know, it's it's fundamental to the vision of Visions 2030 and certainly um, the founder of Visions 2030, Carrie Lovelace, you, you know, it, the buck star, stops for her and all of us with the power of the imagination. And we're living in a time when, uh, you know, one could could argue that um, you know we we don't have a lot of visionary ideas for for the future um percolating um in the kind of mainstream media um and and in our lives and the the it is going to take the you know wild and crazy and visionary ideas um that come from the wellsprings of our imagination to move forward in positive directions. And so Visions 2030 is all about that and creating experiences to recognize, celebrate, and catalyze the artistic imagination, which we believe lives in everybody. And by that, I mean, not that you you are an artist or that this is the domain only of artists, but that that kind of up that, that capacity to innovate, to think about things in new and different ways, to ask challenging questions, to provide new kinds of insights and answers to ha- where we're going to go for the future lives in everybody. And our programs and experiences are designed to help people reconnect to that part of themselves in order to make new contributions to where we're going in
0: the future? Well, I, th- I think that uh, if one follows kind of mainstream media, a lot of, of times, or just the herd thinking, that that all of us are probably guilty of of engaging in and just doing what, people around us are doing and that kind of thing um it's not much it's not very imaginative living in the same way everybody else is living or driving you know a big car and doing you know eating a lot of meat and so on and so forth It's just well that's just that isn't very imaginative that's that's uh plowing the ground that we've all uh tread before um and I was reading a book by Rick Rubin about creativity and and artistic creation. And I personally think that everybody's a bit of an artist and we're all creating our own lives. So you, you have a chance we have a chance to design our life and the in the community around us if we're engaged in it, if we're thinking, if we're coming into it newly, if we're, you know, around people that are helping and encouraging, inspiring those those possibilities. And uh, I see what you're doing with the Lumisphere as being a catalyst for that. And and uh, maybe, Chris, you can talk about how you see this uh, rolling out in the future as you're a, a strategy guy. Yeah, you know, um, that's the
2: beauty of, of, I think, the programming and, and the um, different things that Visions 2030 uh, promotes, supports, uh, funds, uh, is that it does... You know help people to tap their own imagination their own artistic you know ability whatever that is and you know Elizabeth used the term catalyze um which i think that's really what what um the lumisphere is all about and p- because people take various different things from the three domed experience and then talking to a a mentor at the end um you know like i like i said we really want to at the end of the day our, our goal is to scale uh the lumisphere and by that um we mean we want more people to experience it we want um uh, climate conversations to go from you know the negative to positive more solutions based right you talked about the media coverage well i know a lot of people who just really have shut down on the news unfortunately because of you know some of the political news but also because on the climate front on the environmental front, um, all you hear are just horrible things that um, aren't necessarily solution oriented so people just shut down that creates more climate anxiety, right more paralysis and less people involved. Um, and so we just hope to be part of that solution of getting more people involved um, addressing climate anxiety by helping more people get involved in that inherently in what the academics say is what happens so, we're looking to um, uh, create some unique partnerships, um, get some uh, funders out there from the corporate side. Um, we want to be involved in some major global events, to have the Lumisphere at some major uh, global events where we have a lot of traffic, a, a lot of influence, and, um, and a lot of promotion, and a lot of people experiencing uh, the Lumisphere. And then also, as we discussed, there's some really unique ways in which the Lumosphere experience can be used involved at the community level, uh, which we think can really be uh, productive. Um, if anyone, um, you know, we we have a, a website, visions2030.studio, um, so people can get more information. And uh, if it's okay, I'm going to give my email address uh, for folks who want to um, get more information. It's uh, Christopher Hayes, H A Y E S, at visions2030.studio.
0: Sounds great. Well, I, I was, as you were thinking about it, I was using my imagination to say, hey, what about the major foundations in out there, the Ford Foundation, MacArthur, Absolutely. Gates, all of those, as well as the government. I mean, the government uh, has funded the arts before, and this isn't just purely an arts project, uh, but there is an arts component to it. Uh, what are your... What's yeah, happening. we're looking at
2: there's a particular um, uh, relationship we're considering with a uh, with a state in the northeast, uh, where um, we partner related to what we've been discussing, but also uh, involving some of the uh, students at a state university so that there's a knowledge transfer skill set knowledge transfer there. Um, with some of the data that is collected and also some of the formulation of of the Luma and the queries that we mentioned in in Dome three are designed and involved by some of the students so there's a lot of synergy uh there um so there's so so many applications it's really about um i'll just throw another one out there that we're looking you know there's there's um some large-scale malls in the united states that have a lot of real estate that is not being used right and they want to bring in unique experiences to drive traffic um, and so there's some malls in the the country that are thriving but there are many that are not uh so that's just another area that we're looking to potentially deploy uh the lumisphere also or maybe multiple uh lumispheres down down the road um uh, yeah so there's a lot of different opportunity
0: well it seems as though there just anywhere there's a lot of people would be a good opportunity exactly exactly to have this experience shared and to as elizabeth said open up people's imaginations uh going forward Tell us a little bit, yeah. uh, um, Elizabeth, uh, your experience of COP28 and and uh, how this was playing out with the people that you were talking to there and where you see, where's your vision, where's your imagination of where this is going? <laughs>
1: uh, well, I, I would just say that COP was, I'd never been to a COP before, so um, it was It was pretty wild. Um, I I think, with with the context of where it was held and who was organizing it and hosting and everything, all of I was very well versed in the controversies going in um, around all of those ideas. But you know, to your point that we you mentioned, I think before we even started that you know it's going to take everybody to be involved in this issue. If we're going to specifically climate change, if we're going to evolve things and, you know, having the oil industry host (laughs) pay for and run the, the cop negotiations, um, uh, you know, it, it is a, is a kind of necessary strategy, you know, to, to meet the goals that we've, we've set ourselves for as a global community with all the controversies, um, you know, involved in that. I came away um, optimistic. I, I we spent a lot of time in the innovation zones. Um, with um, the philanthropic and the investment sector and the amount of innovation, the amount of creativity. The imagination is live and well in those sectors for technological development, for social innovation, for uh, um, you you name it, it's being considered or there's already a working prototype, exciting and very
0: inspiring. Well, speaking of exciting and inspiring, it's been great to have you and Chris (laughs) Everybody check out visions2030.studio, and it's a great nonprofit uh, and, uh, you know, promote this lumosphere experience. I think everybody will uh, benefit by it. So uh, thank you again for your great work and thanks for being on the program. Uh, and uh, tune in next week, everybody.